You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the world famous Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig, I'm the founder of Scottish Football Forums and I'm joined by Chris and Laurie. Hello guys. Hello. Hello. Laura, is that your your huffy voice? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not being very upbeat tonight. Oh, I wonder why. Maybe we can talk about that later. <laughs> Maybe not. And Greg's decided not to come on this week. He's, he's not even given me a note for his mum. He's just not here. Shocking. I don't know if he's in the huff as well after drawing. I don't know. But in this week's podcast, we'll obviously focus on the Scottish Cup. Uh, with this first round taking place at the weekend there and the fifth round draw taking place today. Today's Monday. We'll also mention, briefly mention the midweek SPL games that passed last week and the charity bets, some interesting news about that and then we'll do our SPL predictions to end. So going back a week, Chris, and we had our midweek SPL games, there was a, a standout game there for you that you seem, I bet you enjoyed and I bet Laurie and the opposite. <laughs> what, the, the five-game thriller at Pitodley? <laughs> no, no. no I'm <laughs> moving past that to, to the main focus because I like to wind up Laurie. He's, he's obviously he's, he's not in a good mood after the, the Scottish Cup as well. So, I 4-0. All right, humping. It was a bit, wasn't it? Do you want to go back to the start? We'll do a, a wee SPL roundup while we're here. Oh, if you've, if you've got a roundup ready, Chris, I'm, I always enjoy your oh, roundups. Yeah, well, why start with that... Uh... The, the five-goal thriller at Pedodri on Tuesday night, where Kelly Thistle moved themselves level on points with the leader's Celtic after an exciting encounter. Billy McKay giving the visitors the lead after a half-hour mark, but Josh McGuinness managed to level the game just before the break and then got another one just after the break to put Aberdeen 2-1 up. But that was short-lived as Gary Warren leveled the match in the hour. And just as at Celtic part a few days previous, Billy McKay got the winner. And uh, to continue, it's been a fine vein of form for Terry Butcher's men. That uh, positive thinking coach must be working pretty well for them. Uh, also on Tuesday night we had Mullow's visit to Tannadice and it was another away win here. Uh, two goals early on and from Michael Higdon and Chris Humphrey in the opening 10 minutes. Pretty much had Mullow cruising until John Daly pulled one back for Dunn United just before the break. And despite some pressure from the home side in the second half they couldn't repeat their comeback efforts that they had managed against Celtic come on. So that removed uh, Mullow up to fifth which meant on the end of Tuesday there was just two points separating the t- entire top six. Brilliant. Not a bad wee uh, run. Uh, at the other end of the table, we had a nothing each draw at Dingwall between Ross County and St Mirren. It's not quite as boring as it sounds, though, because we had a Sam Morrow header off the bar and uh, for County. And for the buddies, we had Sam Parkins' effort coming up off the post. There was also a goal-line clearance. So uh, it was probably one of the more exciting 0-0 draws. But uh, still, it's another point for St Mirren, and that moves the gap between them and Dundee up to five. Dundee, of course, having the week off for some obscure reason, had moved the game to January. Were they not playing in Europe or something like that, no? <laughs> Dundee in like Europe? That. Aye, nothing like that, no. I don't think so, no. <laughs> a glamour tie somewhere, no? Friendly? Don't uh, no, I think just had the week off. <laughs> Lucky them. Uh, those who didn't have the week off, and eh, uh, worry, earmuffs. <laughs> As we move on to Wednesday night, it's Celtic travel to Tynecastle, looking to improve in some poor home form. But just as they managed to St Mirren Park a few weeks previous, they found their feet in no small part, thanks to some disappointing defending from the home team. 
last had Unwiwi got the ball rolling. It was a fine volley before Michael Lustig double delayed. Uh, it was then a bit of a horror show for Ryan Stevenson as he first fell asleep and then fired the ball into his own net as he tried to block it. And that it was, was a good strike. before half time. Uh, it was a bit of. Before uh, half an hour. <laughs> an easy game for uh, Celtic in the second half, but Gary Hooper did round off the scoring late on after another fantastic cross from Charlie Mulgrew. It wasn't all playing Celtic for the Champions, despite what the scoreline suggests, as Fraser Foster had a, perhaps a man in a match performance with some outstanding saves all culminating in a, a final penalty save from Marius Zaliukas after all I call him. Eventually, I got the decision right. Yeah. <laughs> Having first given a free kick outside the box when it was quite clear the infringement was inside the box. I was already on my way home. David see it. And then the other game on Wednesday night, Celtic's three-point lead was cut back to one just a, a few minutes after the, the game had finished because for some reason, Hearts game kicked off at half seven. Johnson kicked off at quarter to eight. Uh, and with eight minutes left in the clock, Paul Kearney broke the deadlock, giving the visitors all three points in their first win in three games. It moved them back up to second place ahead of the Edinburgh Derby in the Scottish Cup this weekend. I well, I think we should focus on the Hearts Celtic game. I think that's uh, well, it's the one game that I watched really. But I, I think it could have been very easily could have been a cricket score. But I, I don't know how Hearts did it. I don't know how they really? recovered because after uh, Ryan Stevenson scored his beauty of our own goal. I thought Celtic were just going to storm on. I, I don't know if they Why did you think it would have been a cricket gas. score, though? I can't, because I can't believe we've managed to lose twice to Celtic. It's like we barely missed a chance against us. It was like, it was just bizarre because I didn't think we were particularly good, but it was just like... No, at that stage of the match when it went Celtic had barely got started and they were 3-0 up. It was just bizarre. I was like, how are we losing 3-0 here? Especially we got such a good defence. I mean, that. It was the same as the 4-0 last season. It was like, although to be honest, the 4-0 last season, I actually thought we'd probably actually attacked better. I didn't think we looked particularly dangerous, but at the same time, it was just like, every time Celtic got near our final third, it was like a goal. I think yeah, did they not, the defender was horrific, I thought. Do you not, <laughs> just made it so easy. Do you not score 80% of your shots on target? I'm sure uh, I saw that. I, I could be right, eh? It was ridiculous, but I, I don't know what the defending was. It was just, it, they were all just sleeping every time. It was so simple. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, I mean the like the first and the last goals we scored were absolutely inch perfect crosses. But like you say, the defending, I mean, Lassad's at the back post completely unmarked for the first goal. It was a bit of a, a shocking clearance for the, the second goal, which eventually Lustig fired into the net as well. I don't know what Ryan Stevenson was doing letting Charlie Mulgrew get into onto the, the touchline with that third goal before he fired it into his own net. And uh, I think but at that point, game's done and I don't think the fourth goal is particularly badly defended. It's just Gary Hooper stole a yard. I was going to say. Oh, it was all about the cross. Yeah, yeah. I was. I mean, it was an absolutely inch perfect cross in Mulgrew. Aye, I could have scored that. I'm sure. But aye, you touched on the the referees uh, blown for the free kick. <laughs> Any changes? Mind, I don't know if he got a signal for the linesman or not, or if he I just think seen he did, common uh, sense. No, I think I think the linesman told him, no, that's inside the box, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you weren't sure if it was miles inside the box? Well, it was. <laughs> I've got to be honest, I thought Willie Collin was absolutely terrible yet again. If anybody fell over, he seemed to just give a free kick. Didn't matter whether it was Celtic or whether it was Hearts. Could even Falkirk probably get a free kick. They weren't even playing. <laughs> I can't stand Willie Collin. I think he's a dreadful referee. But I forced her done really well again. He did, again I mean, on the back pages, the main man, really. Is that first? I mean... 
Aye. Not Other than the penalty save, there was an absolutely fantastic save in the second half for a free kick. From McHattie. Where he, looked like he took a step the wrong way and it kind of went through the wall between, oh, it was more like between Kyle and the rest of the wall. Aye, there was a big gap seen it late, managed to change direction and got a strong hand to touch it in the post. Absolutely brilliant save. And then there was another one in the first half where he had a double save. Somebody said it was a treble save, but they watched it back and the third effort was into the side netting. But just Foster was inspired that night. It was uh, Hearts were going to be struggling to get by him. But this is the thing for all, it was a 4 0 scoreline. If it had been 4 3, you wouldn't really have been surprised. The fact it wasn't 4 3 was mainly down to Fraser Foster. Yeah, I agree. I, that's kind of what I was touching on. I just thought Celtic were running away with it after 3 0. But I credit to Hearts, they'd done well, kept their heads high. And came back when it was it would be very easy to to just kind of go in the half like lorries in the half after the Scottish Cup, which we'll, we'll touch upon a wee bit later on. But I then Inverness as well doing really well. I don't, I don't know when the last time that they were in second place in the league at this stage of the season. Anyway, I don't think I've ever been that high in the league. Ah, <laughs> uh, brilliant start to this. I, th- I think they're back to the third now because Hibs have overtaken them again, but. Even this, they were they were sitting level in points with Celtic on the end of Tuesday night, which I mean, given the fact they went to Celtic Park and won, then went to Pitodre and won, and we're looking at Celtic and Aberdeen both having decent seasons because they're up there challenging for the the title at the moment. So to go to go away from home to both of those teams is just fantastic. I, I, I was joking about it earlier, but the, there was a feature on one of the the shows I can't, I can't remember if it was Sky or ESPN or BBC or whoever it was about the, the positive thinking coach that Terry Butcher uh, employed for talking them through how to, how to have a positive mental attitude for the games. And if that's what's making a difference to Cali this or this season, it's, everybody else should be looking at it now. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that the clubs need to start looking at because anything that can get you that wee extra edge and it's becoming more and more common that these kind of coaches come in. Can I get one? <laughs> can I get one after, after the last week? Well, like I think it's golf is quite a, a biggie. I suppose golf's a wee bit different because it's very much down to a single moment in time when you take your shot. But that's quite big for uh, coaches, mental coaches, really, just to get you through the just the mental barrier. Really, I know that it affects me when I play in a, a seven-a-side game. Uh, you, your team goes down by a, maybe three, four goals and. The arguments all start and everyone just thinks, ah, oh, we're losing it, and, and really they lose it in their heads. So I think it's a, a good avenue to explore. I think, I, I know what you mean by the, because when any time I played sort of five or six, it's exactly the same thing. If I get a decent first couple of chances, maybe score an early goal or something like that, then I've got, I'll end up having a great game. See if I've got like my terrible first touch and my first few chances and I miss by a mile or I hit straight to the keepers and my head will end up going down, I'll just be rotting the rest That's of the it. game. And so I, I know exactly what I'm same, the with same with form as well, generally. You know, not even like in a game, but on like a run of form. If a team's winning, they find it very easy to to keep winning. Whereas if a team's losing, you know, the heads are down. You know, even before a game started, you know, that's why you see lots of big runs. You know, a team's winning runs or team losing yeah. runs because confidence is a big thing, isn't it? It's... Yeah, and if you can get somebody that can basically turn that off and just make every game a one-off and. And every move I won off, every touch I won off, as you said, Chris, so you do one bad touch and that's it. And you, you almost lose faith in your whole ability, but you shouldn't. You should just move on, just forget it and, and try as hard the next time. 
I think this is something I was trying to focus on for years anyway. But it was always that attitude with the, the teams outside Celtic and Rangers in the league that they were going to Celtic Park and were going to Ibrox and they were just giving up and not having, like, this is three points we're writing off right here before the kickoff. Mm-hmm. And you were thinking, like, they, don't, they don't seem to be doing that this season. But because there's no Rangers, Celtic are distracted by Europe. They're seeing other teams going to Celtic Park and getting a draw or getting a win. They're, they're not infallible. They're, there's points to be taken for there as well, and that's what I think. That's why we've got such a tight league this year. Yeah, my uncle he does a lot of the like the mental coaching, and he, he applied for a few of the SPL clubs. I think Aberdeen was one of them that got back to him and just basically said that they couldn't afford it because I guess it does look a bit like a luxury right. at the at the moment. Anyway, it's something that they've never had to pay for before, and it's just somebody else on the payroll. But I I didn't know that Inverness were using it, so it could be good. I know that my, my uncle does golf coaching and he's he's not a golfer a, at all, but he just he just coaches them really to take each shot as a one-off and really teaches them how to get into the proper frame of mind. Just tap it in. <laughs> Don't <laughs> quote Happy Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> just send the ball home. <laughs> Aye, so you want to move on and we'll discuss the Scottish Cup? No. Which, well, we'll start on, the, on Saturday. And probably the best game of the weekend for me was oh, Ross County against easily. Inverness. It was brilliant. Couldn't believe how it ended when they when Ross County ended up. Were they were they were losing two one with maybe three four minutes to go? Uh, Eighty six minutes they scored. I think so. I was not far off that. Two each, and then they got the the bit, bit of a soft free kick, but then it somehow bundled in, and I don't know who ended up claiming it. Whether it was the guy who took the free kick or the Somebody thought they'd got a touch to it. Oh, Richard Britton hit the free kick, but I think it was Scott Boyd who mm. did look like he got a touch on it. How much he knew about it, I don't know, but generally it'll go down if it's you know if it's there. If it's one of your players, it'll go down as his goal, whereas if it was a defender, it probably would have went down as Richie, Richard Britton's goal. But I think it probably was technically Boyd's goal. It did flick off him a bit. So it's, uh, it, seemed, it took a bit of a change in direction as well, so I think you've, you've kind of got to give it to it's Richie. It's the best free kick to play. Yeah. It's the best oh, free kick to play. Exactly. John Robertson kept saying that as well. You know, you get the free kick at there. Just as long as if you whip it in on target, then the keeper's got to make a decision. And you know, if he commits to going for the ball and someone flicks it the other way, then so it's always it's always a tricky one for the keeper because he does. They do often look at fault if the ball goes all the way in, but it is a tricky one because if he commits to going for it and someone flicks at the near post, he looks a bit stupid because <laughs> he's he's miles away from the ball. You know who was really good at that? Boric. See, when a ball used to come in like that, he just used to just spread himself because he knew that uh, one, the ball's going to go in and one, there's going to be a, a touch. So he just used to spread himself as wide as he could. Something always stood out Aye, for me. If it's Boris, you just need to hit it along the ground. Straight up. <laughs> that was better. In the top pass, corner, he's going to save it. Back. Aye, Aye. the top corner, he'll probably save it. But just hit it straight at him along the deck. Maybe a couple of bobbles. I don't want to use the word they always say. As I, I hate that description of shots. Oh, the the, the ranking one. Aye, I know, the, I know the words you mean. <laughs> but I. And then it was brilliant. There was a lot of complaints about the added on time. But oh, aye. I heard um, Ross County manager's name. I forgot. Derek Adams. Derek Adams. Yeah, I heard him. I heard him on the radio after it, just moaning about that. Oh, Look, he, it was he, a long main shot. What's the what's the ref going to do? He can't blow it when the shots. Oh, it was an absolute up. raspberry a shot as well. It was. It was brilliant. And when he done that, and when the keeper saved it, I thought that's it. Just a brilliant end to the game right there. But then they allowed the corner. Well, the which problem is, is it's a minimum as well. And remember that the goal was yeah. the the winner. I say, or the thought was a winner. 
was scored as well, and that takes up, you know, it got to over the three minutes, but, you know, most, like a minute of that must have been the celebrations for the goal, getting back to the restart and everything, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. The, the funniest thing, though, in the, the interview with Derek Adams was he originally came on the radio and said, he only showed two minutes and he played three, they've scored in the third minute, and it was, <laughs> yes, Derek, Derek, it was three minutes he played, it showed up. Aye, minimum of three <laughs> well, minutes. Well, they, they scored in the fourth minute then. <laughs> <laughs> they should have got Jeff Shreves to tell him. <laughs> but aye, it's a, like you say, it's a minimum of three minutes. Just on, but what you say, if you've added on time for the goal and the celebration and all that, it's, I mean, it's just got to play the whistle. The thing is, but he had he had this exact same complaint with Celtic. We're up and down well earlier in the season when Chris Common scored the, pretty much the last twenty seconds of the game. The thing is, it's always I can I can I can understand you. You do look at it, it's it's it depends where you're sitting. You know, I've experienced both sides of it. And when you score, you kind of think, oh, it's minimum, you know, justify it. It's, oh, but when you concede, you are kind of like looking at why, why are we still playing? It's the exact same thing. You can, you can, I can understand why you get frustrated because I would be as well. But at the same time, if you score, then you're a bit more uh, appreciative of the fact that it's a minimum of three minutes. It goes back to getting like, uh, we were talking about like a, a mental coach. And I think that's one of the big problems is Ross County were through in the next round. That was it. They were planning the celebrations. It was uh, the best end they could get to the game after coming from behind. And I think that's the problem. They just switch off. Some of the goals in this game were fantastic. I mean, the, the Rocco Quinn one's a fantastic strike. But for me, the best goal scored probably all weekend was the goal of Billy McGuire. He looked like he was falling over when he hit that and off the post. He scores when he wants. Yeah. I know. <laughs> nah, it, was, it was two good goals, then it was two dodgy deflections, wasn't it? Oh, dodgy deflections. So we talk about dodgy deflections. No. Oh, <laughs> what? 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 Okay. Well, we'll leave uh, what Wally's worrying about for the moment. Let's go to the Celtic game. Oh, That's probably got the dodgiest deflection this. of all. Let's focus on this game. Our both have defended really well for what is that about thirty minutes of the thirty thirty five minutes of the game, and then they take the ball off Miku, who was going nowhere, and try and clear it, and they blast it off what I can only describe as the arse of his teammate. <laughs> and into the net. It was a ridiculous goal. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. If you haven't seen it, you've got to watch it. Oh, it's just a, it's a shocking one. It's conceded. And then uh, the game went on and on and on and on. And Celtic couldn't put the ball in the net. In fact, they weren't barely getting even close to putting the ball in the net at times. They had the woodwork a couple of times. But other than that, I don't think the Arbroath keeper was troubled all that much. And then Arbroath get a free kick outside the box and we get another deflection and it goes into the net because of a poorly constructed wall. Uh, do you call that a wall? That was... no. <laughs> a poorly constructed wall is as good as I'm getting it. <laughs> they just collapsed. It's oh, just it's terrible. It's just dreadful. There's a, there's a cracking shot. One of the guys I follow on Twitter was a bit of a photographer uh, and he he's like a cracking shot of just how disintegrated that wall was. See, you said the problem was you had that gap again. And it's yeah. Kyle again. Ah, it's the same gap, gap we had on Wednesday night. Yeah. Except I, this time it wasn't Fraser Foster to save it because there was a big deflection. It's a whiskey stick. Was it, it Mary Salyukasin goes again, was he? No, see, don't say that. Was it Crocker got confused that day? Oh. Crocker and Proven. No, oh, everyone Proven, calls him. Proven all day. Aye, I've called him Zalyukasin. Zaluska. Have I not called Mary Salyukasin? It's Zaluska. They always seem to mix up the pair. There's this sort of hybrid name. It's like Zaluskas or something. Yeah, that's easy to mix up. It's not like you and St. Johnson and St. Mirren. That's me as well. I've done that at least two occasions. That's different. That's different. 
Aye, so then and did they seem to... quite a few deflections over the, over the weekend. But yeah. just goals. But aye, the, the worst one was easily the, the Celtic goal. And Lennon's not too fussed about it. Oh, I don't know what he's thinking. I can, I, I can understand them coming out and wanting to defend his players. And we, we did create the chances. We can't really fault that. We didn't really take the chances properly, was a problem. On, on Wednesday night, but we did take the chances. This time it was just, we didn't trouble the keeper. That's what it can be said. And when it comes down to it, no Celtic player scored the goal. Nice. Yeah. Can't I wait until you see this deflection, Laurie. You'll, you'll really like it. It's, it's not even as if, I, I don't know, it's almost as if he's hit the ball where he wanted to hit it. <laughs> he did. <laughs> but yeah, that, I mean, the guy's ducking to get out the road to just to get enough height in it. <laughs> See, the thing is, I was playing football last weekend and I, a couple of times I think I swiped at it and ended up just skiffing it and then it just skiffed off to the side. But no, this guy actually hit it quite hard at his own player. At least one team in at least one team in Maroon can score against Celtic. <laughs> I would uh, moving on maybe to the the next televised game was Rangers against Elgin, and uh, I don't want to bore everyone with the, the the football side of things, but I think we should focus on the the women dancer. Oh, I think that's that's a polite way of putting it. I don't want to give the the she's title. Aye, ah, she's a raver. She's had some. Uh, <laughs> allegedly had some disco biscuits before she went to the game <laughs> a one o'clock kick off and she's proper raving raving hardcore it's an absolutely brilliant video I, I, I assume it's the, the music over the tannoy that she's dancing to it could be the music in her head let's face it I, if you've not seen the, the video if you go in the forum then it, it'll be in the, the Rangers Elgin thread I'm not sure how you would search for it but she, it's just basically a mad woman dancing I think STV had an article on it up tonight that was basically, uh, she's mortified that she's been caught on camera. So you were at Ibrox on a televised game. Oh, it's not as if it was a big away support. I was hearing rumours that she was a, a primary school teacher. Oh dear. I know, I know, I hope that isn't the case. But oh, she's brilliant. Aye, and that was it. Yeah. I guess I want to... I to talk about the Rangers game, to be honest. Who's the boy Mackay? He looked pretty good. Mackay's been really good all season. When he's when he's got his chance, the only criticism I've got of him is he's very very right footed, and he needs to try and disguise that a little bit because he plays in the left and he wants to he wants to cut inside all the time. But why not just mix it up and sometimes go on the outside, make the the fullback have to second guess what you're going to do, and, and just put a wee bit of doubt there because the amount of times that that he just cuts inside and there was a couple of times he went down the outside, but then he brought it back onto his right foot now. I'm very one-footed myself, but I can swing my left leg. It can it can swing about. It's like a pendulum, but at least I can do something with it. He should be able to get in a cross. It might not be a good cross, but I just he's a professional footballer. He can practice that. Uh, he's a young lad. He can coach us. Yeah, but aye, apart from that, brilliant. I I really like how he, he's just no fear. He just he always wants to take somebody on, and he's only seventeen, and this season's been brilliant for him because he's he's had that chance to come in. Mm-hmm. I suppose that's one of the benefits of being in the third division. That's it. Oh, I'm not getting a chance. And I, I don't know if you both watched the game, but Kevin Kyle broke the offside trap. He did. That was, was a cracking uh, run, and the linesman, like a clown, put his flag up. No, I think I think what happened was he looked and he thought, nah, that's Kevin Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> no way, no way he could reach that point without being offside. So, so he flagged. It's the only thing it's he a could fair do. Point. Yeah. <laughs> Aye, so I was chuffed that Rangers are through into the, the next round. The, the only the only team 
out of us that are definitely through. Although, Chris, uh, at least uh. you've got a chance because well, we'll move on to the, the Hibs-Hearts game. And, Laurie, yep. what's, what's happened, Laurie? You're... Laurie, you still well? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what's happened? This 5 wins just kind of disappeared into the distance. It's, it's history now. It's, it, was a, it was a horrendous game. And I just... I was actually... I think I was more disappointed that we lost and how I thought Hibs, I thought we were pretty poor and I thought Hibs were worse. I was, right. I, the, the worst thing is, <clears throat> I mean, I've been going to derbies at Easter Road for a long time and I, I don't think I've ever seen us come under less pressure at Easter Road before. But the problem is, as I've been saying on the forum, the way we set up is we're always going to sell, but it's always going to be nil-nil or well, maybe it's either going to be a wonder goal or a deflection or something's going to get us a goal because we don't set up to attack. I just thought, I thought Hibs were there for the taking. And just final third, you know, we were. I thought Novikovas looked quite dangerous the first half. But he was whipping in crosses and I think Parson got on one, but that's just, there was just no attacking plan. I hate playing a, a, well, he was a midfielder come fullback come striker who wasn't even, get, wasn't even near the first team last season. It suddenly is our, our striking option. And ugh, I just thought it was woeful and it was set up for something like that. And I mean, I didn't really think any team did enough to merit a win as such, but at the end of the day, something like that happens, and we've had a fair share of breaks in this game over the past couple of years, so it was going to happen at some point. It's just, I just, I would have been less disappointed if Hibs had been playing like they have been recently and kind of opened us up and sort of outplayed us in one, but I just thought there was two bad teams and we just, <laughs> we just didn't get a, didn't get the deflected goal this time, but. I guess yeah. Mario Salukis must be their top scorer in Derby's last couple of years. That's two he's got for them. <laughs> Scored last year as well, but I, I mean, it kind of summed up that I think we. I've never. I've, it's been a while since I've seen fans make a decision, but uh, I don't know if you. I don't know if you heard on the TV, but with about ten fifteen minutes just before John Sutton came on, we all started singing one John Sutton when he was warming up in front of us, um, <laughs> and as, as soon as we started singing that, he got shouted over. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure we actually made that call, but I mean, how long was it to go when he came on? It wasn't. It wasn't that long. I mean, well, it was about 15 minutes, maybe. I just, I, I think he's he's been indifferent at times, but I just hate this not playing a striker. And to be honest, if it wasn't for all the off-field problems, I think McLean would be sacked. I, I I wish he would go. To be honest, I just don't rate him at all. I don't think he has a clue. And I think people, I think kind of hide behind the old cutting back and stuff. I think on paper you look at our squad and. You should be able to beat most SPL teams with that. I still think it's top three SPL. You're not out of it yet, Laurie. It's no, I'm, early to be making calls like that. No, but it's just it's it's woeful. I mean, he's obviously well, you won't watch us play watch us play as much as I do, but you will have probably seen the last two games. And I just think both times. I mean, I didn't think I think Celtic deserved to beat us, but at the same time, with a kind of with a poacher up there or a bit more. A bit more decisiveness right. in the final third, we could easily score a couple of goals. I thought Hebs were there for the taking. I mean, I, as I say, I was actually really shocked. I was concerned before the game. I thought we were going to be in for a real kind of a real backs to the wall job. I thought they'd be right up for it, but I, I actually thought they were better in the one-one game against us early in the season. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Think I would that. agree with that. Actually, I, I I don't think that that game yesterday was any good whatsoever. In fact, I think the biggest problem was neither team could retain possession. It was just one of those midfield ones. We go get so far and they'd give a ball away, and then the other team would go at them and they'd give a ball away, and they'd go. it was just 
Absolutely die. And like you say, the one one game earlier in the season at Easter Road was a far better game. Aye. Well, I thought Hibs were actually. I actually thought Hibs edged that one. I thought they kind of probably deserved to nick the one one game. But aye, but aye, it came down to what was it? Maybe's rotten past back header. But that one, I mean, I, I didn't think Hibs ever looked like scoring unless it was going to be a goal like that. And to be honest, I mean, that's what I, that's what I can say about us generally as well. But I mean, like Griffiths, I was. I know he went off injured in the end, but even when he was on, he was. It's anonymous, and nah, wasn't it? Wasn't much. But I mean, yeah, it's just that's what I mean. That's the problem is we're never gonna, we're never gonna. I don't, I can't see us getting more than a goal the way we play, and it's just. I mean, I, I kind of argued with a few Hearts fans afterwards, and they were saying, you know, how lucky were they? We, we dominated, and I was like, well, I didn't think we did. I thought it was, I thought we were marginally better than them, but we we didn't really look much more dangerous. I know we kind of keeper had a save, but I was it was off their defender, wasn't it? the save he had to make and I just I think McGlynn's actually got a decent set of players there and I think he just I, I don't think he has any idea in the final third I just don't see what his what his attacking plan is it's kind of yeah, like I think I think that's your biggest problem there's just nobody to put the ball in the it. thing is he's like he, we seem to like get it wide quite a lot or play like these kind of longer like we kept getting it wide but we've not got a striker in there and I just think Patterson I feel sorry for him because he runs about a lot but he isn't a striker you can tell he's not a striker I mean he's Imagine you're 17 now, well, he's 18 now, but and you, you first you get brought in the first team and you he tries to create make you a fullback and you've been used to be playing midfield and then halfway through the season you get moved back to your midfield position and then you get moved up front. You know, the boy's <laughs> barely been in the first team and he's already played almost every position. Uh, I think you're right. I think see if you'd had a, 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 a Gary Hooper type striker on the park in the first half, Novakovic would probably have got him about four goals. Because it was ridiculous the amount of space that Al Mabry was giving him. Every time he went down that wing, he was standing off and well, I'll just put it across it. Maybe they knew he was there was nobody in there to, uh, to get an end of him. See, when I when I heard McPake, what definitely wasn't going to be playing, I was like, we we better start with Sutton because you know they're going to be you know I I would prefer us to play nice football, but I know McGlynn, it's, it's not really his style. But it's like if there's a game to play it, have a striker with someone running off him, and it's without McPake because he had what's it McGivern centre back. Um, yeah. We actually did all right, but you know they, they had an unfamiliar centre back partnership. I, I think Hibs defensively are weaker than us. I think they have got a poacher, which obviously we'd we'd give a right arm for. But we still started. I think you could we could have had a field day with our back line if we had Sutton and maybe even someone running off him. But you know, got two strikers that'd be too bold. We don't play one, two. <laughs> I, honestly, and the thing is, we, I mean, we probably won't sack McGlynn mainly because you know we don't have any money. Um, shut up, Wendy. I'm trying to talk. <laughs> She's hungry. But I would honestly, I I would sack him and put Gary Locke in charge just because. I mean, I don't think Gary Locke would know much tactically, but he would get him fired up, and I don't see McGlynn doing anything tactically. I, I, I see a set up to draw nil nil every game and hope for a wonder goal or a deflected one. I just think it's a useless way to play. You know, Ryan Stevenson getting 90 minutes, and he's not the same player at all. I mean, he's about he's about three stone off match fitness. He's just, and you know, he's been he didn't I know he didn't play up front against Hibs, but he's been playing up front, and he's he he's trying to lug himself about. So you've either got a, an overweight, unfit central midfielder playing up front, or you've got a fullback stroke midfielder playing up front who who's got the legs, but it's just it's taking a back seat at the moment on the park stuff. I know, but. I can accept mediocrity if that if it goes with the team, but I just I still think we have good players for now. You know, we're better players certainly than what we're setting out to play. You'd think, you'd think we were a lower division team every game we set the way we set up. It's 
It's depressing. Just on that, off the field stuff, I see the, the £450,000 HMRC bill was paid today. Yep, wasn't. I Rangers paid, was it 300 grand for Templeton? So that was. No. Was it Templeton or was it Wallace? Templeton. Wallace fee isn't due yet. Templeton. That's it. Yeah. So that would have helped. I guess that, that was part of the negotiations with HMRC saying that they must have had that amount of money mm-hmm. due. So I said, that, that's a positive. No, it's good they've got one of those sort of things off their back at the moment. Maybe get a bit of peace to try and get some more money together for the next time it comes in. And I wonder if, uh, obviously it'll be kept hush-hush, but I wonder if Hibs maybe gave them a a bit of an advance on the gate receipts to help them. Because I'm sure, obviously, they're rivals on the pitch, but I'm sure that kind of thing goes on behind the scenes. I don't know. Wish they could could sell all their tickets. So who was the, the anchor on Sky? I don't know the guy's name, but he was talking about how it was worth the wait for Hibs fans after they, they won that really? yesterday. Worth the wait. Aye, right. right, okay then. I've heard this a few times, right? Hibs will be glad that that monkey's final off their back and they've finally beaten Hearts for the first time in, what, three and a half years or something? Aye. The 5-1 isn't going to go away. Oh, I mean, aye, it's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a narrow victory in a cup game and it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't wipe away that at all. I mean, to be honest, that, they could win the next 20 but until it's yeah. until it's a final and they destroy us like that, it's, it's well, never that's going the to... thing. I mean, like, you still hear Celtic fans to this day telling you about a seven-one game in the League Cup final in '57. That's not only before I was born; it's before my dad was born, <laughs> and we still talk about it. So Gregor, you're going to have generations and generations of Hearts fans rubbing Hibs fans' noses in that one. To be fair, I mean, like yesterday, I think Hibs fans kind of realised. I mean, I, I've just not, I'm not bothered getting involved. I, I couldn't really be bothered. I mean, they won. It's their turn to celebrate, but I didn't think it was, from what I've seen online, it didn't seem to be overglowing. Because I think they realised, I mean, it was a terrible game and they win. Of course they're going to celebrate, you know. I, I thought maybe a wee bit like Finland. I think they just won the cup. But <laughs> it sounds a bit Gary O'Connor was celebrating quite a lot. Apparently <laughs> he's been charged with certain uh, offences. A white Christmas, uh, the O'Connor household again, is it? That's it. He's been speaking to that uh, woman, Felgen. I think he remembered. <laughs> think he remembered his name this time. Or... <laughs> really? aye. His, his oh, lawyer aye. will be will be fighting, saying, "Oh, aye, it's his right to run away for the cops." <laughs> <laughs> aye, right. interesting. I just heard that this evening. I'm going to have to bring out the stat. Which I read on Twitter yesterday. Oh, that's one is because it came from uh, a conversation between SPL Stats and the London Hearts. I have to give a good shout out to the London Hearts. I've been on their website a few times looking up stuff. There's a lot of good information on that. It's amazing for general Scottish football. I I take loads of stuff from it. Yeah, the stat basically says that Hearts' defeat means they have the third shortest ever reign of the Scottish Cup. I. Twenty-six days. I was discussing. I was discussing that afterwards. I was like, I wonder if anyone's ever lost the Scottish Cup before the next year because you obviously yeah. usually usually you're not even in the cup till the next year. It hadn't happened since I think eighteen ninety four. I think it was the last time it happened in the same year. Jesus. Uh but to go back to find shorter reigns, you've got Dumbarton in eighteen eighty three to beat Vale leaving two one in April seventh to win the cup, then lost to Renton two one in September eighth. That was a reign of hundred and fifty four days. And the shortest ever is Vale leaving. In 1879, who drew nothing each with Rangers. Never did think <laughs> that is. I think I think even ended up with a cup somehow in 1879, despite the fact they didn't actually beat Rangers. Is that like that was the 26, Wanderers? It could well be, yeah. Yeah. Like that. yeah. 
they lost to Dumbarton 4-3, September 6th, 133 days they were uh, holders of the, the Scottish Cup. And I'd just like to thank you because the the Hearts uh, losing it after 196 days has bumped Celtic down to fourth. Thanks very much. Uh, Funnily enough, you don't remember this because it was a 225-day reign for Celtic between beating Dundee United on, the first, on, on May 28th, 2005 before losing to Clyde 2-1 on January 8th, 2006. Oh, who won the Cup that year? Can't remember. Um, <laughs> I remember. Uh, I remember that Clyde game well. Is that Roy Keane's debut? Aye. And, uh, and that Chinese, that Chinese boy. <laughs> Hearts, you'll remember Hearts previous shortest time as well. Yep. 1998, when yep. you beat Rangers 2-1 in May 16th. Motherwell put us out. 253 days later. We always have a rubbish cup. We actually managed to make it past one round after 06, but then we got beat by Aberdeen, I think it was 2-0. I would... I mean, it's one of these things. As I say, I'm more disappointed. Before the game, if he said Hibs are going to win 1-0, I, I wouldn't have been overly surprised, to be honest. I thought it was going to be tight with a goal maybe in it, and I would have taken a replay, but it was almost more disappointing at how poor they were, and I just I thought it was kind of missed opportunity. But there you go. I, I just remember something from Wednesday. I don't know if you've seen this. Have you seen the Marius Salyukas? Um, I don't know if you're watching on TV. During the Celtic uh, game. Oh, when he was singing. When he was singing the heart songs oh, he was, was playing. That was brilliant. He really built that out as well. He, he wasn't whispering that. He was giving it loudy. That's quality. Uh, he's, he's, he's grown on me more, even though he's scored a derby winner for Hibs. But... Yeah, I, I spoke to a few folk that spotted that. It's brilliant. I can believe it. I've got to ask, I, I, I want to know a heart's perspective on this. Chris Commons keep you up here when he was getting the drop ball. What do you think? Oh, can't even, when was that? He can't remember. Oh, come on. When was that? <laughs> Right, well, I'll give you my view. Second half? Aye. Late? Near the end? Or... It was no, a drop ball. Still 3 0 at the time. And oh. he was meant to be punting it back to your keeper, and he decided to do some keepy uppies, and I think it was disgraceful myself. I think it's a lack of think... respect. <laughs> I can't even remember. <laughs> I think that if it was a, a stronger manager, I think that they would have spoke out publicly. I remember, I think it was Mourinho slated Joe Cole. When he had a man of the match performance, but he started showboating. Mourinho said something along the lines, "If you do that again, you're getting dropped." And was it Balotelli got dropped after he got subbed after he'd done a silly back heel and a friendly? No, there's no there's no place for showboating like that. I think ah, it's disrespectful. Yeah, I totally disagree with that. I would I say that football is an entertainment industry and showboating is entertaining. I think it shows a lack of respect, though. I, I don't want to. I don't want to lose banter in football. All oh, right. Okay. What, what do you think, uh, Jim Baxter and uh, Dunham Wembley? That was keep you up. Eh? Well, should nah, he, he should have th- done that. Eh? Yeah, I think I'd say the same thing. I think Chelsea standing on the ball. <laughs> if it's your whole, if it's your own team, I can understand my folk are, you know, that's oh. good banter. But I think looking at it, I just think it's disrespectful. And if if every player started doing that, it would just become mayhem. It just. I, I just don't think it'd be a good way for for football to go. I was going to say Scottish football, but it wouldn't be a good way for world football to go if players were doing that all the time. Don't remember. To be honest, I think it was a few seconds. He gave the ball back to Hearts. It entertained people. I'm not going to complain about it. Well, at the end, he gave the ball back. So that's, that is the main thing, you're yeah. right, because he didn't do what the guy did in Europe, who and ended up getting ball. a one-game ban. Ah, yeah, that was... Uh... Which right. I don't know how he managed to get a ban for it because it's not against the rules. No, I don't. I never understood that either. It's 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 against the spirit of the game, but it's not against the rules. It's one of the things that it's totally unrelated, and I can't remember that. But see, the thing that really gets on my nerves these days is the fact that they not change the rules that for players down, unless it's a head knock, you can continue. 
you yeah, play on. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. never happens. It always no. the game always stops, and it really gets on my nerves. It's one thing. It just I, I get so annoyed because everyone starts the other team start pointing to put out, and the fans start booing, and it's like why? I, I tell you what, man, annoys me though. Did you, I, you may have seen it yesterday? See when Lee Griffiths was uh, went half injured, aye. he started off off the park. Aye, I know. Hobbled back on. That's why we sat down. That's why we. I hate that. That's why. We, yeah. See, I know. I know. It's someone giving a lot of stick to the the Hearts fans for kind of cheering um, when he got subbed. Which maybe it's a bit distasteful, but that's why we were so annoyed because we were on the attack and we could see him from where we were. He was off the field and he came on, so we're like, obviously he was genuinely injured, but we were all thinking. Well, he's not obviously no injured, is he? He's, he just came on the park, so we'd have to stop the game. Yeah. It, it was obviously was injured because you see that he put a hops on the park. Aye. Well, we, I was, Drogba I, done the same. He he crawled on, but then uh, on the flip side, I remember Michael Owen when he buckled his knee for England. He he crawled off the pitch because he didn't want the game stopped. Good man. Kind of shows what, what kind of guy he was because well, he was obviously like, in a lot of pain. Were, were they attacking though? <laughs> That's what <it> <laughs> Aye. I could I couldn't see how, how much he was hopping. I was about ten beers in the other side of the ground. <laughs> Aye. Too much effing and Jeffing, I imagine. Back but it's like about two rows from the back as well, at the top of that stand. Right, so we'll move on, we'll discuss the draw. Well we, we I suppose we could do that as we go through the rest of the results, because I wanted to give a wee shout at Turf United to under one one draw we want. Well, oh, I can fire through the results if you want. There's, there's not yeah, many well, goals to yeah. be honest, other than Dundee United, maybe five. Yeah, goals. five 0 against Stranraer. Uh, Falkirk beats Dennis Muir one 0 St Mirren beat Breakin City two 0 Wraith Rovers had a narrow two one victory over Devonvale. Partick Thistle lost at home to Dunfermline one 0 Dundee beat Livingston two 0 Kilmarnock were two one winners over Queen of the South. That would be another excuse for Kenny Shields to have a moan, of course, because uh, Queen of the South had an airless ending off, which he, even Kenny Shields thought was probably a, a decent challenge, or at least no end when about him. Um, what else have we got? Aberdeen won that Motherwell one. That's probably the big game, and uh, that leads us on to the draw, I think, because that, for me, the pick of the draw was Aberdeen and Motherwell getting drawn away to Hibs. Well, arguably. Uh, I would say that Wraith Rovers getting drawn against Arbroath was a biggie. Could be, aye. Uh, St Mirren against Cowdenbeath or St Johnson, Kill against Ross County or Inverness. Why is, why is Wraith Rovers Arbroath a biggie? I was just trying to pretend that Celtic had been knocked out already. Aye, it was. Oh, sorry, oh, I, was, I, wasn't, no I, I was I was too subtle. <laughs> you could tell that we'd been already out that I've already lost interest in this. <laughs> I mean, Wraith Rovers must have a bit of mixed feeling with that one because they'll fancy their chances against Arbroath, but. They could fill the ground with Celtic. I think the way the money is, they probably, probably want Celtic. Aye, probably. So there's Dundee against Turriff United or Morton, and then... It's a good draw for them. One of the biggest, I would say, is Dundee United against Rangers. It's just I hear with Rangers boycotting it. Oh, so a lot of Rangers fans are unhappy with Thompson. Aye. And first of all, I think it started with the, the game that got called off when it was basically a swimming Aye, yeah. pool. And there was tackles flying in everywhere, and it was just—it was right that they called it off. And I don't think that's the problem. It was because there was a tannoy saying that keep your ticket and you'll get back in. And then apparently the Dundee United didn't allow the fans in for free, which is within their right. I think once it gets to half time, I don't think they—they they have to give you your money back or have to allow you to no, use your ticket. So what I didn't understand, I was. I was speaking about someone I know who's a Rangers fan. I was like, so let me get this straight. In a, a big cup game, which is important for Rangers, in a game in which they get an equal share of the ticket sales, you're going to not turn up. Yeah. 
Well, I think it's a matter of principle. It's, it's not just that. It's also the there's a lot of people upset about what happened with the SPL. Yeah, because it's such a shame that Dundee United demanded Rangers pay their bills and uh, football and rules were. I know. Like... God forbid that should happen. Okay, I was going <laughs> to respond to that, but no, I won't. Well, I mean, didn't the Dundee United fans have to pay as well for this right? second game? Everybody had to pay again. Yep. I, yeah, I mean, did, don't, yeah. don't get me wrong, I don't think that's right. I mean, I think that you should, you know, should let them in again for that. No, I mean, see when you compare it to the fact that Motherwell are paying for Ross County's buses to come down this weekend. That's <laughs> what. There's a, there's a bit of disparity between the spirit here. I just think, I think it's just, to, to be honest, I think it's pretty childish, and it's just like, why? Well, I think the, the team got a lot of this... supporters there to back them, which is it's got to have a negative effect when you've got if you you basically don't get any any support. Which, to be honest, I don't think it'll be a total boycott anyway. Was it childish when the when fans of most of the SPL teams were coming out saying that they were going to boycott their own club if they voted Rangers back into the SPL? Because it's a similar thing. Standing up for football and integrity. That's that's what the Rangers fans are feeling they're doing against Dundee United. To be honest, I wouldn't. I mean, I, I, I'll say that I never said that, but um, it's a different matter. I just think I think Rangers. It's, there's this grudge bearing that's still going on, and it's. I just think, what's the point? Plus, you. Oh, I don't. I, I don't agree with it. Uh, definitely not. No, but I can see where the fans are coming from. Is it, is but yeah, I don't agree with Charles it. Green driving us. I've I've not really looked. I've, um, no, I don't think he really holds a grudge against a club specifically, but he, he definitely holds a grudge well, against well, the SPL. Is, is he, and if right. it, has he said anything about it? To be honest, after Wednesday and Sunday, I've been avoiding any sport website, so I'm not very up to no, You know, I, I haven't heard uh, Charles Green saying about this, but uh, we've been on for about an hour now, so he might have said something now, because he likes to sound his own voice. He, he made a comment about the SPL, I know that. but Aye, I mean, that was yesterday. He's probably made a lot statement since then. <laughs> he makes a lot of statements. He's the English Vladimir Romanov. But yeah, so to complete the draw, we'll move on. Falkirk, Furfer and Dunfermline against Dumbarton or Hamilton. Yep. Can, can we give a shout out to Furfer now? Hey. Go for it. All right. Uh, congratulations, we won the charity bet again for the second week in a row. Woohoo! Woohoo! Superb. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another. Well, I think I wrote down £33. That was the odds on the night when we recorded the podcast, so that's brilliant. Great, that's fantastic. Um, really I think we've found a formula now, haven't we? To be, have. to be fair, to be fair, I think it was only your bet, Chris, that was really a a good call, I think. It was yeah, it we went... We, fairly safe equal. being Craig's picks to you. Hey, we're all equal partners in this, Laurie. <laughs> it was a, a, a three-game accumulator. We can, was, any one of them could have blown up. That's it, I'm taking my, my third of the... Pat in the backs. Let's <laughs> <laughs> face it, you could have looked at that draw and thought, oh, Morton, they've got to be a banker. One each draw. You could have looked at it and went, Celtic, him, let's go be a banker. I ah, know, I listened back to the podcast and I didn't quite say it was going to be a draw, but I said, mm, no, I don't know, no, Celtic, we're not going to go for them. They were about uh, 1 to 20 anyway. <laughs> that's probably why I said we'll not go for them, yeah. <laughs> right, aye, so thanks to McBookie for putting up the bet for that. So aye, we may as well pick this week's bet oh, yeah. and I've been looking at it because I'm I'm going to take this seriously because I really want to, to win more money because it's it's addictive charity it's, 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 it's just the best betting I've ever done <laughs> <laughs> you're right it's, it's spending the most money it's a £10 bet I've never done that in my life <laughs> that's about 100 times more than you usually spend <laughs> <laughs> 
Right, so who, who was I looking at? I was going to go for Montrose away to Easterland because it was evens. So I was going to go, I was looking at odds because I quite fancied Rangers against Sterling, but then you're talking 1 to 16. Yeah, so I, for me, it's Montrose. Why Montrose? They're against Easterland. Montrose are third top, Easterland are second bottom. I've not even, I've not even looked, but. Um... I don't know. Hamilton looked no bad odds considering they're playing Dumbarton, but Hamilton have also been a bit... Yeah, I, I was tempted yeah. by that because, yeah, it, it's strange that Hamilton are, yeah, well, 8-15 to 15 and they're not too far ahead in the table. I think it's because Dumbarton have been pretty dire, but... I, I don't Is know. Hamilton at home or away? At home. Aye, aye. Fancy that, but all right. But they, I mean, they've been... Hamilton have been pretty poor this season as well, like, but they've been alright at home. If I if I remember rightly, that was uh, Thistle's worst result in the league was going to Hamilton, and they lost in the league cup as well right. at, at Hamilton. So let me just see their home record. Let me just consult. They have oh well, they, well, they won the last home game, but they lost three on the bounce before that at home. <laughs> Dumbarton though have they've lost the last one four 0 but before that they won away from home. They drew. They're rubbish. A lot they've got a new manager in, haven't they? I think he's been there for a few games now. Oh, I forgot. I definitely done. Definitely Hamilton. 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 Maybe minus two handicap. Then I forgot the guy. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah. I. So who's picking Hamilton then? Laurie. I. Okay. I, I to be honest, I'm always just looking now, and I can't see it. Nothing else is immediately jumping out of me. Okay. See, Qu- Queen of the South is a usual suspect, but then they're, uh, they're away to Alan. That's as well. uh, tough as it could get for them. Yeah. Right. So uh, I think I'm going to go... I'm actually going to uh, go with what I went with last week. I'm going to back Forfa away to Albion Rovers. All right. Decent odds there. I think I'll go and see Forfa again in the oh, festive period. Potential return of £64.40. Oof. I'm getting brave now. That is brave, because I think the last two weeks we've only been sitting about 30. But right, aye. We'll make you know, it we'll, we've won two weeks in a row. We're allowed to push your boat out a bit. Aye, we're allowed to get a bit cocky. Right. <sighs> That's it. So the the charity bet courtesy of McBookie is Montrose Hamilton Forfa, and that's ten pound return, sixty four pound forty pence. Mm. For three weeks in a row. Nice. It would be nice. Aye. So hopefully that comes up. And I noticed that the the SPL have got a winter break, but none of none of the other leagues have. What's that all about? <laughs> Surely the the first, second, and third divisions more susceptible to the the frost Aye. and the the under soil heating in the SPL. This is I, I don't see the point in the winter break. I never have because when do you have it? There's games getting called off this week at the Scottish Cup. Uh, There's games being called off that were supposed to be played tomorrow night, Tuesday. Uh, well, they've been already called off because of the freezing conditions. It's, 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 it's the start of December. You may as well just call winter break I'm, December until February. And that's the thing. What might start happen, again in March? What what happens if we do the winter break? We have good weather, and when we come back, it's awful. And for all of February, and all the games are called off, then you've Suddenly got a huge pilot because you've skipped all yeah. these good these weeks of good weather. That's why yeah. I don't get it. Because at least if you just, you don't have any break, at least if there is we have we have an awful January that you know you've got you've got the time to make up or whatever. Whereas if you have the break and then the weather turns bad when we come back, then you've you could end up losing loads of time. And it's and it's money as well. Obviously, if teams don't have home games for like 
one a month or you know, even say two, then it's there's no there's no revenue coming in. It's I, yeah. I don't see the. I, I, I'm totally with Chris. I don't see the point. Sometimes November's the bad one. Sometimes February's. I mean, it was a couple of years ago. I think it was the end of November where we had yeah. the bad snow so and I mean, it stuck it's, about. It's just it's. And as you say, yeah. it's even more weird that they don't have an SFL where, as you say, that you know the facilities and the the pitches won't be well. They they shouldn't be in the, the same sort of condition as the SPL. But to be honest, well, we're just gonna have an enforced what dates, winter break in the SFL. What does the date start again? For the winter break. Well, you've uh, got Hearts versus Hibs on the third, is that and then it's up that? until the next game's the nineteenth of January. Oh my god, it could be the longest three weeks. It could be a nice. <laughs> I've got a couple. I've got a couple of good festive games r- r- lined up. Actually, I think there's Breakin, Breakin four for I think in four for our both is it? So I'll be up. I think Rangers are at Hamden, getting bumped off for twenty pound a ticket. So that, that, but you're getting about 40,000 for the stadium. That was the biggest away allocation ever in Essen. Oh, that's brilliant. I've seen a list of all the away allocations and that was just as many as you want. <laughs> right, we'll move on to the SPL predictions. Aye. We've got lunchtime kickoff on Saturday and it's Killeg against Celtic. Celtic are away from home. They are playing in Europe midweek, uh, but I don't think that's going to cause too much an issue here because Celtic are decent Aye. on the road. Oh, we said that last time and the time before that and the time before that. Ah, but, ah, but they're on the road here. They're, they're normally all right away from home. It's, it's when, they're, when they're playing in front of the green seat brigade. That's when they buckle. How many were there, oh. by the way? Because I, I saw 15 as a rough... As a rough... I, think, oh, I, I heard, 15 as a I saw 15 on eight, the top. I heard like eight or nine as well said, but... Well, nah, I, I, it looked pretty bad, yeah. but no, I don't think it would have been that low. The BBC website's got 15,000 exactly. That's so what I mean. It always just looks like seen. a guesstimate to me when they have a, an exact figure like that. It wouldn't surprise me if it was about that. To be fair, our both had a fantastic away support, though. It was, their section was pretty much full. It was their dancing. <laughs> no. As good as Elgin. <laughs> no. Not as quite as entertaining she as Elgin. She set the benchmark. That's, uh, every week I'm just going to say as good as Elgin's. I need to find out her name. <laughs> right. Kelly against Celtic. 2 0 Celtic. Uh, that's what I put as well. Well, I'll 3-1 Celtic then we've got Hearts against Aberdeen I'm going to go for 1-0 Aberdeen <sighs> um, I don't know maybe optimistic is he 0-0 I don't know um, <laughs> uh, oh god I don't know I'm almost at the stage where I kind of just want McGlynn out but <laughs> it's not going to happen so it's not like I can wish a bad result at, oh, I don't know Luckily, I'm going to be busy all day, so I'm actually going to miss all the football. I won't even see the scores. So going by that, I'll probably be lucky and they will unlucky and we'll actually get a decent result. One nil Hearts. I'm being optimistic in my my yeah, cheery mood. Chris, I'm going two nil Aberdeen. When was the last time Aberdeen scored against us? I know, I know it's probably famous last words. Oh, uh, McGinn but... must have scored against you this season. McGinn scored pretty much against. No, Aberdeen. Aberdeen haven't scored against us in like two years. I know they've not they've not beaten us in. In a couple of years, but they actually haven't scored against us in a few games as well. The, anywhere, oh, it's been ages. Uh, the last time was the 27th of January 2010, since they, when they won 3-0. Is that the last time they scored? They've not no. scored against us since then. No. That's the last time they scored against us. <laughs> oh, it's about to happen now. Yeah. It's the end of... Hoodies are coming to an end at the moment. So. If you go to www.scottishfootballforums.co.uk slash SPL slash head dash two dash head dash stats and then you can pick any team from the SPL against another team and then you'll get the entire history for all the SPL games between the two 
and you get a wee head-to-head table as well. I wrote that if you want to check out any stats. It's free as well. I don't charge for that kind of thing. It's free. Right, moving on anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Inverness against Hibs. This is going to be this is a tough one to call. I really don't know. I'm going to go one-one. I'm bottling out. I don't know. I think if Hibs play like they did yesterday, then a team who play a striker would probably punish them. So, two-one <laughs> <laughs> uh, Inverness. I am going to one Inverness as well. I wonder if um, we Griffiths is going to be fit for us. That could be a, a, a real kicker if he's not. I know. If no got Zalukas as well, no going to have much goal for it, are they? <laughs> <laughs> Right, the next one up was Motherwell against Ross County. 2 0 home win. Uh, don't know. Motherwell always seem a bit dodgy at home. Mm, I'm going to go 1 1. Ross County seem to be. find their legs a bit. 1 apiece. 1 1. Yeah, I'm going 1 1 as well. I think you're right about Motherwell being dodgier at home than they are away. Ross County are not too bad on the road, so. Yeah, I kind of touched upon the head-to-head stats that I've done on the site, but if you go to the, the SPL predictor, if you go to forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk slash predictor, and then there's a wee I next to each match, then you can see the last five matches between each team and their home form, away form, and overall form, just in case you're interested. This is a, this is a, a behind-closed-doors game the next one, isn't it? It's playing their, playing their reserves, isn't it? First team against the second team. What, what do you mean? St Mary and St Johnston. Oh, <laughs> it's a training match, is it not? It's the same team. <sighs> you, you, you lost me there for a second. I'm thinking, what? That... Right, okay. Aye. It was a bit cryptic. It was, <laughs> it was very cryptic. <laughs> I don't think anybody got it. Like what, like Elgin's Marbles? <laughs> Aye, Elgin's Marbles. How was anybody meant to get that? I think, well, look, somebody on the forum got it, but... Obviously, we didn't pay attention enough in history, Craig. Other people. Oh, I. Japester was looking down his nose at us. <laughs> Can't believe it. Right, okay. St. Mirren against St. Johnson. In that order, I'm going to go for a 1 0 away win. I'm going to be boring and go 1 1 again. Can't really call it. Nah. Yeah, 1 1. 2 0 away win. And then on Sunday, we've got the Dundee Derby. <sighs> Dundee at home. I'm going to go for an away win. And I'm going to go 3 0 to Dundee United. Mm, I think there'll be goals in it, he said. Famous last words. He'll nil all over it now. Um, I'm going to go over a thriller. 3 2 Dundee United. Oh, win. you've stole my thunder now. What? <laughs> I was going to say 3 2. You've already said two the same scores as me. What's going on? <laughs> Who did you say 3 2 to? Dundee United. Oh, I will. Right, I'm saying 3 2 now. Right, okay. I'll let you get away with that. <laughs> you let us get away with it? Well, you think there's something fishy going on? I'll let you, uh, no, I'll let you get away with that. Right, I'd like to mention the November prize in the predictor because we had a winner. They're yet to claim their money, so they'll need to, they'll need to hurry up and let me know. But I'll be in 71, won £20 for finishing top, and JHR won £10 for being the highest placed regular poster. I so, fell away in that last midweek game. Well done to the well two done, of them. Yeah. And uh, who's it? Albie? Albie in 71. Ah, I see numbers. I always get confused when people put numbers at the end of their name. Ah, that's it. I was away down in 43rd place because I totally forgot to predict for the midweek games. Not that that would have got me many points. <laughs> but <laughs> that's my excuse. 
But anyway, if you're interested in the SPL and you want to win some cash money, then if you go to forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk slash predictor. As opposed to other types of money. <laughs> hey, I, I don't know what other kind of money you can get, but yeah. Cash money. Cash money. Cash money. <laughs> get your monies at the SPL predictor. And it's free. You can either sign in with your username, password, or your Twitter or Facebook account. Or you could send me a letter in the post and I could create an account for you and log in for you and do the predictions that way if you send me every week by post. Just... I hope someone does that. Just send <laughs> <laughs> right. What I'll do is I'll, I'll put my address on the, the forum just in case anyone wants to do that. You can do it by postcard. Don't, don't, don't do that. Stamped addressed envelope. Don't do that. I'll, I'll start signing you up for some interesting subscriptions if you... <laughs> some interesting magazine subscriptions through your door. What the kind of magazine Greg reads? Ah, he gives me a loan of them when he's finished. <sighs> <laughs> All right, that's us got to the end of the podcast. The pages are stuck together. Oh, <laughs> you've taken it too far. We'd, we'd nearly get through this whole podcast without being some sort of crudeness. <laughs> right, well, I tell you what, if, if you're if you've got a couple of minutes to spare and you want a laugh. Go on the forum and search for bike seat sniffer. Oh, right. What? Weirdest looking guy you'll ever see. And he sniffs bike seats. And he vows to continue to sniff bike seats. Why? So there you are. Well, I'll leave that with you. But I think you need to check it out because it's just strange. That's... Right, bye. That's it. Thanks for listening to the podcast, as always. And thanks to McBookie for giving us the charity bet every week. And thanks to Laurie and Chris for coming on the podcast and thanks to my brother for taking me out for an Indian this evening. <laughs> Anyone else you want to thank? I think that's it for now. Oscar speech or something, Jesus. Yeah. For, for anybody hanging on, waiting to find out how many replays there's been in the Scottish Cup, the answer is I don't know, I can't find it. The most has been in the finals too. The last time that happened was 1978-79, when Rangers finally beat Hibs 3-2 after 2 0 nil draws. Right, but thanks for that, Stato. <laughs> welcome <laughs> right thanks guys see you next guys. week bye 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 bye